When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome to ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's get into what Cavante Turpin had to say about, you know, his upcoming season with the Dallas Cowboys. And basically the same complaint that many people have talked about after the after an early exit in the playoffs. Kevontae Turpin had this to say on an interview with the Blog and the Boys podcast. So shout out to them, first and foremost, for getting Kevontae Turpin in there. But what Kevontae Turpin said exactly was the following. We had a talk during my exit meeting, basically saying like they already know what I did with the special teams this year and all that, but they're going to try to get me on the offense and try to make guys respect me more on both sides of the ball. He added, I'm going into this training camp, and I'm basically trying to show them that they have no choice but to use me on offense. That is my mindset. That's what Kevontae Turpin told the Blog and the Boys podcast about what he wants to do. I'm interested also in the part in which he mentions that the Cowboys are basically telling him the same thing, that they want him more involved on offense. My question from me to you, though, in the chat is, are you buying or selling the Cavante Turpin hype? Are you buying or selling the idea that he can actually be that difference maker on offense, even though we didn't see much from him last year? Because Kevontae Turpin is difficult to figure out. We all want some speed on the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver room. That is undeniable. The Cowboys are lacking speed. They're lacking guys that overall generate separation. But they're also just, they they could use that vertical threat. And even horizontally, a guy that can run very fast could be a difference maker. And we, but, but however, when you think about the guys that run at 100 miles per hour around the NFL, that's not all that they do. And that's where the Cavante Turpin conversation gets very intriguing because it becomes a matter of, can he be a complete wide receiver? It's not about how run he runs his 40-yard dash, how fast he, he runs that. 
It's about what else he can bring to the table. He's listed at 5'9", 153 pounds. To provide some context, the next player in terms of weight listed or currently on the Cowboys roster online is 30 pounds heavier than Kevontae Turpin. So the weight is an issue. And if Kevontae Turpin probably wants a bigger role, uh, we might see a bulked up version of number nine next offseason. He had one catch for nine yards, although you can argue that that is also related to how the Cowboys used them or how little they used them. And just, you know, adding a little bit of a uh, adding a little bit of context to in there. He has proven himself as a returner. That much is definitely, definitely true. I am selling. I'm not going to lie. Now, let's see what you guys have to say. Are you buying or selling the Cavante Turpin hype after what he had to say on the, on the blog in the voice interview? Shout out to them. You can listen to it uh, fully over there. And you can also check out uh, Matthew Lennox's article over on adzsports.com slash Dallas, which is the paragraph that I was showing you. So you can check out his thoughts in there as well. Shout out to Mr. Lennox. Uh, Martin Williams says he dropped some balls. Toxic Tom says hard sell. Hear this every year. Uh, Ryan says selling. We need the money elsewhere. Travis is buying. If he gets the ball in space, he can hit a home run at any point. Bruce says I am hesitant to say turpentine anymore because of Kellen Moore. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out to Charlene Evans. And thank you. Thank you so much for your comment, for your super chat, for your donation. Thanks so much. Charlene Evans coming in the clutch with a comment. Mauricio, I appreciate, I, I appreciate, excuse me, your live feeds. Thank you for another great season of Cowboys content. Hey, what 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 can I say to that? Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the shows every night. Uh, thank you for the comment, but also overall, just Thank you for your support, Charlene. It means the world to me. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, you made my day. You made my day for sure. Uh, thank you so much. Round of applause. I don't have an applause sound effect, I think. Yeah, I have one. I have one. <laughs> That's the best I can do with the sound effects, probably. <laughs> thank you so much. Mo, always short sell Cowboys hype from the team. It always fails. And, you know, the thing about the, the Cavante Turpin hype and more than anything, more than anything, um, what I mean with this question is not really based on what he has to say or even what the team has to say, but it does, it does feel like many people are trying to convince everyone that Cavante uh, Turpin might do a better job with a different offensive coordinator. And they they could be right. There could be an offensive coordinator. Uh, it could be Mike McCarthy or Brian Schottenheimer that figure out a good way to get Kevontae Turpin involved. But when it comes down to it, it's all about the player too. Can he run a full route tree? Can he run a slant, a slant and survive a crashing safety at 153 pounds? Because people will say, you know what? Uh, there are other players that are super light, 
and that don't have the heaviest frame of them all, and they can survive in the NFL. But like, let's put it into context. I'm I'm firing up the Philadelphia Eagles roster really quickly because I'm thinking about Devonta Smith, right? Devonta Smith is pretty thin. He's small. Uh, many people during the draft process had a problem with figuring out how Devonta Smith would fit in the NFL. Devonta is listed at 170. Not 153, 170. Who else could we look at really quickly? I don't think that Tyreek Hill is, I mean, he's he's fast as heck, but I don't, I'm not sure that he will be among the lightest players in the NFL. Like, let's look at him though. Let's let's look at Tyreek Hill really quickly. Let me see if I can find him. Uh and not waste a lot of time going into different rosters around the NFL. Oh man, how, how did I not find Tyreek Hill at all? He's 191. Galen Waddle is is 182. So it's definitely not what you uh not what you want in terms of the physical attributes and the athletic ability. He is working with a very significant handicap when it comes to the wide receiver position in the NFL. And then the tough truth is, just as Brother Dunes is saying here in the show, he's not at Smith's level either. He's not a receiver that has tools that you can sacrifice height for. Because, yeah, he's fast, but we're not going to act like he has this insane catch radius or, or stuff like that. He, he would have been in the NFL if that was the case. Because let's not forget that he wasn't drafted, uh, went to the USFL, won MVP there. And it's not like he did much as a receiver over there either. Like, I mean, he did enough. But I don't know. I'm selling the Kevontae Turpin hype. I would love to be wrong, of course, when it comes to this. But I'm not getting too hyped about Kevontae Turpin having a huge role on offense. Now, I would even say that I am more confident in Jalen Tolbert having a strong year two than I would be in Kevontae Turpin getting more involved and being a better weapon for the Cowboys. I think that when we when we talk about the wide receiver position and we figure out ways to uh, ways for the Cowboys to help the position, we might talk about guys that are already on the roster that could make those jumps. Tolbert is a guy to watch for me. It's not Kevontae. Would love to be wrong, though. Would love to be wrong, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think that we can hate on certain aspects of the Kellen Moore offense. I'm not sure that Turpin's usage is one of them because it might be that uh, he's not the player that, that many people would think that he is. Just keeping it real here on primetime, as always. Once more, though, I would love to eat crow next season. I would. Hopefully... He finds a way to, to silence the critics and silence the critics from somebody that's probably not even his weight or, 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 or not entirely. I'm sure that he's taller than me too. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is another thing that we can put in the more isn't the good offensive coordinator back, says Loon Sadis. I don't think so. I don't think that it is. I think it has to do more with the player than it had to do with Kellen Moore at all. So let's move on here, though, to the next topic. 
Okay, but I have to read this one. This is from Toxic Tom. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo, is it true that since Turpin is so small, he only counts as half a roster spot? I only read it because I'm in what uh, I think that Skywalker Steel calls this the, the short man committee. So I, I feel like I can read it. Uh, I, I can take the joke. <laughs> People turping change field positions for us, says uh, Pale Moon. Brother says, I mean, having a better quarterback might help too, but that's another subject. Oh, man. We are already, we are already targeting Dak Prescott. Man, I, I just I don't think that Dak Prescott is the issue in Dallas. I'm going to be honest too. But anyway, speaking of wide receivers, speaking of wide receivers, uh, Trayvon Diggs is having some fun on social media. Trayvon Diggs is driving the Estefan train to Dallas. I kind of don't get where all of this is coming from. I mean, I do, but I don't. I just well, let's let's just let's just get the question out there: truth or false? Trayvon Diggs is trolling because he talked about it, I think, during the Pro Bowl week. And then he has shared more than one tweet or graphic on social media suggesting Stefan Diggs moving on to the Dallas Cowboys. And many people are acting as if this was a real possibility. I'm not sure that it is. Listen, Stefan Diggs signed a deal, a long term deal with the Buffalo Bills not that long ago. And I'm actually uh, seeking the numbers right now on overthecap.com. It was a four-year extension worth $96 million. And this happened just last year. $70 million in guarantees. It only becomes a matter to me. Like, he signed through 2027. I don't get the idea of the Bills wanting to move on from Stefan Diggs. Because I think that it emerges from the Bills' salary cap situation. Because the Bills are in a poor in a poor spot, relatively. They have currently, they are at what, uh, seventeen million dollars over the cap, and there is not a lot that they can do. They can restructure players. They can do that. They can they can work out some cap space with Josh Allen. Uh, Von Miller could also open them. Up uh, significant cap space, Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano, Tredavious White, not so much. They cannot restructure Stefan Dix like they can, but it would open uh, very little, very little cap space. And then there is a storyline of, you know, Stefan Dix being frustrated with the Bills after the playoff loss. But I think anyone would have been frustrated. I don't think that that was Stefan Dix saying, I want out of Buffalo. I think he just was obviously upset about losing that Bengals game in which the Bills didn't do anything at all. So yeah, the, the Bills, you know, the, the, the Bills are in some, in a rough spot in the salary cap. But truth or false, Trayvon Diggs is trolling. I will say truth. I don't think that there is any merit to... Stefan Diggs getting out of Buffalo. I think that if anything, they want to add another wide receiver. They're in a similar spot at the position there in Buffalo because Gabe Davis does some great stuff in the postseason, but he's also very inconsistent. 
So they need a number two guy. Uh, the Bills are going to have a very similar OBJ few months, a, 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 over the next few months. Uh, they're going to have a very similar approach to OBJ than the Cowboys. Uh, talking about the fans and the media and all of that. People are going to link Dallas and Buffalo to OBJ. Let's see some of your comments, though. Truth or false? Toxic Tom says, I will go with false on this since they are brothers. I definitely think he wants to play with his brother at some point. I do. I, I And they have talked about it. Stefan said during Super Bowl week on, I don't remember, I don't even remember who was interviewing him. He probably said this at different stations. He said that he would like to eventually get to play with Trayvon. And that would be super fun, but I just do not see it happening in 2023. Uh, Bruce says, I would love Stefan, but highly doubtful it will happen. Uh, I think that it falls as Inez Gomez falls, but we, we hope it's true, says Gregory. Well, although it would be the other way around, of course, because uh, the statement is Trayvon Diggs is trolling us. Tom and I one five says, uh, Trayvon's trying to get the Cowboys popped from tampering. <laughs> one would say the Bills budget is white rights. It's toxic. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't, man. They deserve... They deserve more respect. <laughs> the Bills Mafia deserves more respect. I I've learned to love the Bills Mafia. They've been through to some ugly stuff. You know what's more impressive about White Wright is how they welcomed Norwood, Scott Norwood, the kicker. How they welcomed him. Oh, that's, that's random. We're going to be reacting to some breaking news in a few moments here uh, but I was going to say how they received Scott Norwood the kicker after the white right kick in the Super Bowl whoo that will get you that 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 will warm the heart and create some tears so I was going to save this for later but since it's kind of breaking right now by Todd Arker from ESPN. We'll get into both of the coaching hires. According to Todd Arker, the Cowboys have added Darian Thompson to the coaching staff as an assistant linebackers slash quality control coach. That's something. Darian Thompson. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, it's because it is. Thompson spent four seasons with the Cowboys as a safety and as a special teams ace. So Darren Thompson apparently is back, but now as a coach, which is, you know, it's kind of unexpected, I would say. Also, an unrelated breaking news, uh, Travis Kelsey will be making his Saturday Night Live <laughs> debut uh, on March 4th. So uh, that's not the only former player hire that the Cowboys made today or that it was reported today. They also, and let me try to find these really quickly because I was not going to get until uh, to this until later. They're also signing as a coach, Mr. Sheriff Floyd, a former first rounder in the NFL defensive. Uh, he's going to be the defensive lineman and defensive uh, assistant defensive line coach, excuse me, and defensive quality control. This was reported by Phil Jades from ESPN and uh, Todd Arker 
Floyd, if you guys remember him, well, he played for Dan Quinn, first and foremost, at Florida. And then he spent time working with the Cowboys as, as part of the staff the past training camp. But Floyd is a player that was selected in the first round and then injuries got to him. But in the sense that he had a surgery that didn't go as planned and there were lawsuits involved and all of that, uh, Sheriff Floyd could have played for a lot longer. Last season that he played was 2016. He had spent, what, four seasons in the, in the league? And then surgery ended his career. And now he finds a way back into football. Some emotional stuff, too. Like, he even posted on Instagram when, when the whole thing went down, posted a very passionate message saying, you know, uh, God, please do not let me go out this way. Give me one more chance. And he didn't get it, unfortunately. That was a very tough knee surgery for him. But now he finds his way back into football as a coach, assistant defensive line coach and defensive quality control coach. So both him and now Darian Thompson are former players that are going to be forming part of the Cowboys defensive coaching staff. Those are interesting signings, definitely. Uh, we'll see how those play out. The Cowboys still need to hire a QB coach. Although we talked about yesterday why Will Harriger could be perceived as somewhat of a QB coach. And we talked about what one source out of LA had to say about why USC will probably miss him and why he was in USC in the first place. So in case you missed that show, make sure you check it out. It is from last night. The Cowboys also still need a running backs coach. We'll see what they do. Let's see what you guys have to say in the show. He went to Boise State. I hate it already. This is toxic, Tom. Tommy915 says, that is so Cowboys. Hire a safety to coach the linebackers. Hey, he might know he's tough. Uh, coaches, coaches do jump around like that. Uh, Bills. <laughs> toxic Tom is still bullying the Bills. Uh, Gigi says, RJ Ochoa. Shout out to RJ Ochoa. I don't know uh, where that comment came from, but RJ is my guy. RJ, uh, shout out to him. This is very random. We should have him on the show. We should have him on the show at some point this offseason. I will invite him. RJ is the guy that got me started <laughs> on writing about the Cowboys and hosting a show about the Cowboys. So shout out to him. He's a very good dude. There are these are says uh Pillman. These are assistant coaches and not the actual defensive line linebacker coaches. Yes, sir. Emmett Smith, running back coaches, David. <laughs> hey man, do you think Boy Alarcon will make the team? Your boy Alarcon will make the team, says David. Man, I don't know if he will make the 53-man roster, but I did speak about this when it happened, and and I think that him being hired uh well resigned on a futures deal with him no longer being on the international player pathway is a huge deal because it speaks volumes as to what the cowboys think of him he's a guy that they see as a legit prospect i'm hoping that he does i'm hoping that he does i think that they do like him i think that they genuinely think that Isaac can develop into something pretty nice. And sure, he has spent some years already 
with the Cowboys, but also I think that he's still 25 years old. So it's not like he's old. It's not like the Cowboys. He's still 24 years old, actually. He's going to be 25 on the 27th of July. I think that he has a chance. I think that, you know, it's a long shot for the 53-man roster. Let's be real. It's a long shot just because he has not made it yet. But, I, man, he's huge. He's huge. He's strong. He's athletic. He's spent some time working on his technique now, uh, working with Duke Manyweather, as we have discussed at length on the show. And there was a big learning curve for him. When I talked to him, the last time that I talked to him, we got to talk about how he was thought about, you know, uh, pass protection schemes, slide protections, all of that. And he even talked to me about how the pass protections that they had in college, even though he played for Mexico's equivalent of Alabama football, it was essentially just big on big pass protections. You know, the closest guy to me, I'm going to block him. But, you know, now he understands way more. Way more about that. I think that he does have a chance at making the roster. <laughs> Toxic Tom. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I bet that you think that a Happy Meal is big. I'm not that small. I'm not that small, Toxic. Uh, but I do love Happy Meals. <laughs> Give me the toys. I don't care. Give me the toys. Elio Varela, shout out to you, sir. Thank you for joining the show. He says, Mo, <laughs> I love that Elio is uh, calling me Mo because Elio also watches my Spanish shows uh, and he doesn't call me Mo on those. So he is adapting to the situation. Shout out to you, sir. Are you ready for having next year the first bros in the same team in the Super Bowl? Talking about the Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Diggs thing. Uh, they would they would one-up the Kelsey's. That would be fun. That would be fun. All right. Moving on and, well, moving backward technically because we we jumped towards the news that just dropped about Darren Thompson becoming the linebackers, assistant linebackers coach with uh, Sherry uh, Floyd also taking over assistant defensive line role. Let's talk about Michael Parsons' own recruitment efforts. We already talked about Trayvon Dix posting everything that he can about his brother, Stefan, but Micah is also busy. <laughs> he talked during Super Bowl week about adding De'Ron Payne, and recently he tweeted about adding Kalias Campbell because Campbell tweeted that he really wanted to win Super Bowl 58, and Micah tweeted out, better put a star in your helmet, big bro. And then during Super Bowl week, when he was interviewed, I think that this was with uh, MVZ, who he wanted on free agency, he said, I like De'Ron Payne a lot. So if you ask any Cowboys fan, those two names would be nice to have in Dallas. But my question from me to you is, who would you like best? Would you like... Would you like uh, Payne? Or would you like Kalais Campbell? Pale Moon is asking about who who is working with Duke Manyweather. Isaac has been working with Duke Manyweather 
essentially since year one, after Lyle Collins told him, you know, you want to come work out with Duke and me? And he actually offered to pay the first sessions of Isaac with Duke. That's a cool story. That is a very cool story that I think speaks volumes as to what kind of a teammate Lyle Collins was. He literally paid the first sessions of work for Isaac to get him to improve with Duke. And it really speaks volumes about Isaac himself that he has not left the gym. He, he's still working with Duke. And he will probably work again with him in the offseason. Payne says Gregory. Tommy915 goes with Payne. Hobby Nation says oh, Payne, Payne because Campbell is old already. Toxic Tom says that Micah needs to recruit Howie Roseman. And I would love that. <laughs> Nathan says oh, Payne would be an awesome addition. Katharina agrees. So I think everyone... Everyone is on the same page when it comes to De'Ron Payne. Because I agree with you. I agree. Uh, I like Oso Digisuwa. I like what the Cowboys have, a defensive tackle. But they are also lacking a dude. And De'Ron Payne is that dude. He, he can dictate what an opposing offensive line does, pass protection-wise. And if suddenly you add that tremendous headache in the middle of the defensive line, when the opponents also have to account for Micah and the Marcus Lawrence, that could take the defensive line to a whole other level. And we're still talking about one of the best pass rushing teams in the league, even without somebody like De'Ron Payne. I would love that addition. So much so that I would not only pick him over Kalias Campbell, which seems like an obvious question, but also, if you had me rank a top five of free agents that the Cowboys could target, Payne would likely be uh, somewhere around number three, number two or number three, I would say, like among those players that could be realistic targets for the Cowboys. Would love to see that. I don't think it is a conclusion yet, Toxic Tom. I think that it is wait and see. But De'Ron Payne could certainly be on the move this offseason. So let's stay tuned for him because he's going to be one of the players that are the most discussed around the league. As Nathan points out, he can be attacked. He definitely can be. But we'll see what happens in the next few weeks and months. Free agency is not that far away. Free agency is surprisingly close, actually. You know, it's already... February 16th. So in no time, we will be talking about free agency. I don't know how much Cowboys fans will be talking. Like, I don't know how much specifically we will be talking about it. But it's going to be intense because the Cowboys have a lot of big names that are entering free agency, including Leighton Van Der Etch, for example, that I think uh, will be very intriguing to see how things play out for him. Actually, Probably worth a show uh, next week. We'll see if we can do that as early as Sunday night. Impressive that we are already on Thursday. And the week is over for ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. But I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you guys missed the rest of the week, uh, we had some cool segments this week. I really enjoyed it. We had 
a segment in which we literally had uh, a Super Bowl V newspaper and we were talking about it. We were we were re- trying to, to understand how Shock Howley won the Super Bowl MVP after losing the game. We had a random segment also breaking down one of my favorite plays from Super Bowl 57, which was Andy Reid literally calling a Lombardi sweep. What else would we have, uh, did we have throughout the week? We talked about Will Harriger last night and how he could be an under-the-radar addition that proves to be very helpful for the Cowboys. So check out all of those primetime shows on the YouTube channel, on the Facebook channel. You can also check out Skywalker Steel every morning. And I will see you on Sunday. It will be a big week. I'm excited for it. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed the content, hit the like button, share the stream. But every thumbs up puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So thank you, Ines, Gregory, uh, Toxic Tom, Nathan, Mitesh, everyone who stopped by, commented or not. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. And I will see you Sunday at 8 p.m. Central and primetime, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Thank you so much, and I will see you on Sunday. Bye-bye.